You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. It's the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. A fine pair brought to you by Shane Holmes. Paired homes that keep your neighbor's noise on their side. It's Wednesday, December 14th, 2022. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. 10 days till Christmas Eve. Woo! For a second there, I thought right before I said I'm Shauna that I flicked my mic on and set it over the air. Oh, yeah. And there was music playing right now, and I just had this, like, freak-out moment of, like, oh, my gosh, and then looked at you and was like, oh! Because we're doing this in the very same way that we do the actual show. Yes. We just don't turn the mics on exactly. to go on to the radio. So. Yeah, and as I did that, I, I spoke, and then the phone light rang, and I thought that was light for my mic, and I'm like, did I just turn my microphone off for that? You're all good. We're good. Okay. You're all good. Yeah, had a, had a moment there. We're good. It's supposed to get unbelievably cold in Calgary next week. It's you said, awful. So there's a, you said there's a polar vortex that's blanketing most of Canada? Yeah. So I watched the news in the morning and the meteorologist there, she was explaining what was going on and she said, unfortunately, it looks like Canada is going to be into a deep freeze in the next couple of weeks. And she goes, right through Christmas, oh. all of Canada is going to be bitter cold. And of course, for you know, Ontario, where this news program is based out of their quote-unquote cold is okay. And then I was looking at Alberta, and we're getting some of the worst of it. And I was like, <laughs> oh, no. We're looking at daytime highs of, like, minus 28. The high. Yes. The uh, high at, at night, like, minus 31 without the wind chill is what we're supposed to get. It's going to be bad. Minutes. It's going to be awful. It's going to be real bad. Even Vancouver's uh, supposed to hit minus 5 or so, which will just end them. It will end them. I think. Um, it kind of sucks because my parents are coming here for a couple days during Christmas, and they're not—they're from Ontario. They don't—they don't even have the, the 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 means to dress warmly enough in that weather. Got to layer up. So I'm gonna have to, bring to tell all them, their, uh, yeah, all their sweaters. Except that they already have all this Christmas stuff they're bringing. I'm like, I don't know. I, I guess I'll just have to have layers for them and be like, if we're gonna leave this house. You're going to put on all this, okay? We're supposed to be going to Saskatchewan where we haven't fully decided if we're going to go or not. But, man, if it's going to be, like, minus 25 or colder, I don't really want to drive all that way in the cold. It always just seems to be a bit of a risk when you go on the highway when it's that cold. You have car trouble and yeah. you're stuck out there. Cliff feels the same way, and for me, I, I'm always like, who cares? Like, the car's going to run, it's fine. But you're if right. If it like, does with- run until it doesn't. Yeah, it's fair. Cars have all kinds of issues in the cold, batteries and yeah, and it would not be good to get stranded in the middle of nowhere. No, in that kind of weather. But I don't know. We'll see. It's bummer that's going to be that cold at Christmas, but what can you do? It's where we live. You just deal with it. On the show today, there is a heritage moment because it's Wednesday. It's right at the end of the podcast, and actually, maybe the funniest line of the entire morning came on the heritage moment. Yeah, it's about this woman who was a troublemaker back in the late 1800s in Calgary. Yeah. And something that... A, a real shit disturber she was. Something that happened between her and a doctor. Oh, my God. Oh, I could barely so get through funny. without laughing. Uh, we're going to talk about the highest pressure shots in sports. The jobs that attract the strangest people. Some Fortune 500 businesses. Something, Some things that we would like to do regularly if we were wealthy. We're going to talk about last names from different countries. Uh, some more white girl sayings. 
How you're supposed to walk on ice, according to Alberta Health Services. There's official ways of doing that, yeah. Banff has banned smoking. Terries are in an uproar across the province. Uh, where you prefer to, sit, to sit when you go into a restaurant. And a story that was making the rounds yesterday that we didn't talk about, but we will now. After your out-of-context clip of the show. It's a whole bunch of footballers with itches. V and S in 20 minutes or less. Shauna, I think you and I were the only radio show for about 500 miles that didn't talk about that letter that was supposedly dropped in the mailbox of a resident of Bonas. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The one where the house didn't have any Christmas decorations up and the person was who wrote the letter was upset about that. And I'm, said that they were Grinch. And- yeah, I'm sure you saw it. It was originally posted on the Calgary subreddit and then it was posted basically everywhere else. Like I yep. opened up Facebook yesterday and it was just that letter everywhere. over and over again. Every Calgary-based account, every radio station, yep. every... Um, and I, this is, if you didn't see the letter, I'll just bring you up to speed really quickly. This is what it said. This, again, supposedly dropped in someone's mailbox. It said, congratulations, you have won the Humbug Award because you chosen to be a Grinch and not put up Christmas lights you have disappointed all the children young and old in your community and it goes on to say that lights are cheap and you can put them up and bring some yeah my, when I read that my, my spidey senses were killing, like, like yeah. tingling a little bit there same here yeah so I was just, just like I do, who would who would actually do that and I mean, lots of houses in every neighborhood don't have lights up. Yeah. Are they all getting this letter? It I just know. It felt like a bit of a hoax to me, it too. Did, it was like yeah. maybe even a radio station hoax. I know. And the radio, like so many stations just loved that kind of, as soon as I oh, saw it, I was yeah. like, this is going to be the talk of the town. Ugh, tell us yep. about a letter you got from your neighbors. The first time Ugh. I saw it, I immediately <laughs> just scanned right by because I, I knew, I just knew it was going to be everywhere. Yeah. I was me just too. like, Meh, okay, next. Mariah and Ty posted a funny parody of it yesterday yes. about the music advisory panel. Which is funny. Was, as first I read it, I was like, oh, not you guys too. And then I was like, oh, well you actually read it. It's all about the music advisory panel, which was pretty funny. Yep. Um, so I don't know. Maybe we'll find out it was a hoax. Funny this, Shauna. This this happens just a couple days ago. This person supposedly gets this letter, and then I got a very strange letter. Oh, did you? In my mailbox from a neighbor just okay. yesterday, and I don't have the letter here. I just took a, a photo of it before I left this morning, but said, "Congratulations, you have won the Thick Daddy Award because you've chosen to be dummy thick oh and work God. that vanilla milkshake around your yard." You've excited all the moms in the community with your mile-wide shoulders and those two reticulated oh pythons you call arms. Okay. You clearly work out your legs regularly, too. How odd, hey? Also, like, did you just try and shoehorn some of these these new <laughs> age terms into that just to make yourself... Who do you think wrote that? It, you're trying so- attempting to even... Very strange. Oh, Someone's watching me in the neighborhood, and then they're saying wow, this stuff about me. I, the pythons <laughs> and the milk. Yeah, for sure. Pythons. That's a, reticulated. That's very believable. My vanilla milkshake. I'm I don't sure know that if I'm happened. With that, but did they mention your chicken I, legs or? No, they said you clearly work out your legs too. Oh, that's right. how the letter ended. Right. Sorry. Yeah. My so bad. this person my. has been watching me. They know what I'm talking. About. They know what they're talking about. Odd, isn't I it? Spell more odd. hoax. The BNS in 20 minutes or less podcast. Bit of a strange question, Beckler, but. If you walk into a restaurant, what do you look for in a place to sit? Like, if all the tables mm. in the entire restaurant are open, what's your ideal seating? The goat of the, restaurant seating, if you will. And they say, you can sit wherever you sit like. Sit wherever you like. Oh, man. What are you going Big for? Big decision. Yes. Uh, definitely not near the bathroom okay, is well, my, first, my first requirement. Yeah, that's fair. That's a great one. Um, are you a boother or a tabler? Depends on the style of booth. Mm. Ah, no, I think I'm a tabler. You are. Because I want, I, I want my own... 
entry and exit exit point from there. I don't like, especially the big round booths where I have to like shuffle my bum over the like shimmy. I'm a child. Doing the you know? shimmy. Yeah. And then if you have to get out to go to the bathroom when you're mm-hmm. in the middle, then you got to shuffle. Everyone has to get up for you. No, I'm definitely a table guy. I'm a booth person, 100%. Are you? Yes. No matter what. I just like the coziness of a booth. And the shuffle doesn't really bother me too much. I mean, if it's a really big booth and you have to get like six people out, that's one thing. Yeah. But if there's only a couple of you and, oh yeah, I go booth all the time. And there's like in a booth, there's really nowhere to put your jackets. Mm, there's, there's there's always hooks beside the booth, though. Yeah, I, sometimes, I guess. Interesting, because I thought that everybody would be a booth person. No, but I've discovered that a lot of people are table people. The other thing is, depending on the material the booth is made out of, I'm a bit of a germaphobe. Oh, I see. And so some booths one of those seem absorbent a little fabric. bit dirty. Mm, yeah. yeah, I'm like, eh, when was the last time this sucker was steam cleaned? Okay. So, What about high table versus low table? Low table. Okay. Low table. Me you too. don't have to engage your core the whole time you're sitting. That's it. I hate high tables, high t- especially if it's with a stool. I don't like that. I like having back support. If it's a yes, stool and a I high agree. top, I'm just like, I don't, I would like to be able to, again, relax a little more. I don't want to be holding my back up yeah. and by the end, you're like, my back's sore. Didn't uh, come here for an ab workout. No, no. It is kind of nice to be like at eye level with the server. That is the one thing the about server it. like standing way above you, especially if they're tall. Yeah. But I agree with you. Out of For comfort, I'd go low table. Okay. What about uh, where your seat faces? Because I like uh, to face. TV. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes there sense. There is one. I face out. Like, I like having my back against the wall and facing the restaurant. I like okay. to kind of see everything around me. I don't like having my back against the restaurant. Mm-hmm. I actually have friends who prefer to have their back against the really? restaurant, too. And I'm like, they're kind of shy, so maybe that's why. For me, though, I like to see all the action. I want to see everything that's going on. Less likely to get attacked that way, too. Exactly. In an yes. attack si- that's, scenario. That's what it's all about. you got eyes in the whole room, right? Yeah. You can see both exits. You're right. You can see everything that's happening. Okay, so this so, is how you pick your seats, clearly, because Booth's also not great for attackers. No, if you're, you're the one in there. the middle, you're you're screwed. You're you got to be on there. the outside. Window, ideally. Yes. If there is a window available. I do like just, that, too. It's just so cozy. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, anytime I'm walking and I walk past a nice a nice restaurant or bar and you can see people sitting right at the window, I'm like, that looks really nice. Yeah. I wish I was there. It's true. No, I too like the window. I like the yeah. window. And also, this is really weird, but if it's a big group, I really like to sit in the middle of the group. Like if I'm sitting oh, at- Oh, doesn't a, everybody? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if that was everybody or not, but I actually get a little bit of anxiety if I'm like at the end of the group and I can't- connect with everybody there yeah it freaks me out i'm like no no i want to be in the middle i also know people who don't want to be the middle though they don't want to have to deal with all the different conversations uh. well you think about it, even if you're out for like someone's birthday typically the guest of honor will be mm-hmm. near the middle so yeah the middle is the prime real estate that's okay. what people that's, want i was i was out with some friends last weekend and every time we sat and we were in a big group and every time i was at the end and i was like i gotta change this i need the middle Will someone switch with me please <laughs> I, I need to you be can't in the middle. Ask. I'm just like, oh, I just, I want that seat. <laughs> B and S in 20 minutes or less. Well, you may have seen this story from yesterday, but the town of Banff has passed an anti-smoking bylaw. Oh yeah. Beginning February 1st, smoking and vaping will be banned in basically all public spaces in the town of Banff. So you can basically only smoke on private property. Right. But, I mean, who lives in Banff? So unless you, I mean, unless you are staying at a hotel. It has a designated smoking area. Yeah. There is really nowhere to smoke in Banff as of February 1st. So the mayor of, of Banff, Connie DeMano, said, uh, this was her quote, they value clean our clean mountain air and we're respectful of our public spaces and our environment. 
Many people will applaud this because lots of people don't like smoke, don't like smokers. Yep. But I think I speak for Terry's everywhere when I say this is an outrage. Oh, man. Terry is... Terry is not outraged. happy. Oh, Terry is freaking out. No darts anywhere. You basically have to leave town if you want to. If you want to hack one. Terry put a dart out on his TV screen when he saw this news. He was just like, "Nope, this is the I great- will not have this." This is the greatest act of discrimination of all time. Oh yeah. You know, Terry. He works hard. Terry works real hard. Mm-hmm. And all he wants to do, on a special occasion, you know, like his anniversary with his old ladies, he wants to go to Banff. Wants to uh, hack a few darts in the mountains. Yeah. You know, we'll take it in that scenery. He wants to go for a nice steak mm-hmm. somewhere on Banff Avenue. Hack a few more darts. Yep. And then he wants to go skiing in his jeans and oiler jersey. Yes. That's all he wants to do. This is all he no wants gloves. in life. No yeah. gloves. Mm-hmm. And Banff has taken that all away from him. It's true. He can't do that. No. Terry's just going to ask the hotels if there's uh, what the fine is for smoking. Let's be honest. <laughs> It's going to be, just just put the Terry tax on the hotels. Like, Terry phones up and he's like, how much is it going to cost if I if I smoke in the room? 500 bucks? Okay. Done. Is that yep. for me and the missus, or do we have to split that fine? <laughs> what about the dog? <laughs> the dog's dog. addicted to darts, too. The kids, so. the kids, the dog. <laughs> Everyone wants to smoke. In all seriousness, though, you know I, you know who else is going to be is going to be pissed about this? Tourists. Tourists. From, I know. From countries that are still really hard on the darts. Yeah. Like lots of Asia, parts of Europe. I have to be honest. I was shocked. And as the tourists alone that I was like, wow. Because, I mean, Banff does attract international tourists. Yes. And they I mean, like to smoke. Think of the even the tourists that come from somewhere like China. Yeah. China friggin' loves darts. They do. So, I don't know. There's... Maybe there's an opportunity there. Maybe we need to start like the dart bus or something that just rolls up and down Banff Avenue and you can get on, yep. hack Have a, a dart, dart. come back we'll out. <laughs> private, oh, that's private good. property, right? You can yep. smoke on the dart bus. The Terry Mobile. Yeah. <laughs> the old Terry Mobile. Welcome aboard. <laughs> yeah. VNS in 20 minutes or less. Well, a friend of the show, Daryl, has come up with a clever name for our smoking bus that will travel up and down Banff Avenue. Uh, he said you should call it the Terry Dart Cart. The dart cart. Dark up and cart. down it goes. That's picking perfect. up Terry's and tourists and letting them smoke and dropping them off. Yep. There might be a market for that. Mm-hmm. The Terry dart cart. We've come up with a couple good ideas in the show today. A few we, we did. A few people who texted think that the smoking ban in Banff is ridiculous. Say if you're outside, like, you know, how much pollution can cigarettes really be adding to the mountain air and stuff. And Right. You yeah. know, I... I get it that like people don't want to get a face full of smoke as you leave a building and that sort of thing. Yeah. But I also think that people have gotten a bit sensitive when it comes to certain smells and stuff that they don't like. You know, like some people act like if they if they smell a cigarette, they will keel over and die right it is there. True. And especially with like vape too. Like vape is barely anything. I you know. know? And yeah. like heaven forbid you have to smell a little bit of vape. I think like just living in society, you are going to smell some things. You are going to inhale some fumes and some pollutants that you might not like. Well, you live you live among other people. I mean, even like perfumes and stuff, people. I know I get it. Some people are actually like very sensitive to perfume and mm-hmm. can get actual very bad headaches and stuff. That's different. But there are people who are just like, I don't like the smell of perfumes. Like, yeah. we have a scentless society. Do you realize that we live in a place where like for three months of the summer, we're inhaling smoke? Unfortunately, it's not a good thing. It's not, I'm not happy about it, but we've had these wildfires where the the air has been full of smoke 
for three months straight at a yes, certain time. Where your car is covered in soot when you wake up in the morning. Do you know how many darts you'd have to breathe onto your car right. to have soot? On One the- person puffing a dart that blows kind of your way. I mean, that seems very minute in comparison. I know. Or it's like, you know, I'm sensitive to, to certain smells, especially with, like food smells. And sometimes I catch whiffs of a whiff of a food that I don't like the smell of. But too friggin' bad. I live in a city of a million people, right? Yeah. Like, I will not... I'm not going to die over that. I think we've maybe gone too far the other way where it's like the slightest bit of cigarette smoke is offensive. Yes. And people overreact. But then again, I also get why, you know, you're going to a place like Banff, you want to breathe the fresh mountain air. And if you're walking up and down the street and everyone's smoking and I, you know, the litter is an issue too, right? Dark butts everywhere. So, I mean, I get that. I get that. You know where you can smoke if you want, Beckler? In a Shane Holmes Cooker Possession Duplex. You can smoke all the darts you want in there. It's your place. You sure can. Starting from the 490s, these 1,624-square-foot paired homes feature large bedrooms and next-level soundproofing. For more info, visit ShaneHolmes.com. Shane Holmes, the better way to build and dart. VNS in 20 minutes or less. So I came across this video on AHS's website about how to walk on ice. And unfortunately, there's no audio with this video, but it's absolutely hilarious because it shows this animated penguin and it explains how you need to walk like a penguin. And this is hilarious because I always talk about doing the penguin walk, but I didn't realize that was official advice. I just know that when I walk on ice, I look like a penguin. But here we are with official advice. No, no, you're supposed to walk like a penguin. Official advice from AHS. Honestly. That's... (laughs) So the, I didn't know that was something that you needed to make a video about. I didn't either. So the video says, okay, point your feet outward, legs spread apart, you walk flat-footed, and you take small steps like a penguin. Envision yourself as a penguin, and that's how you should walk. Huh. It then okay. says, keep your arms free. Okay, so use a backpack if you have anything to care so that you have your arms free, and then you yeah. spread them like your penguin wings or whatever, and you waddle. Can I ask how much money we spent on this? I don't even... <laughs> it then... There's a province. There's a province. It ends the video saying, although penguins don't wear shoes, we recommend you wear shoes. <laughs> this is on our government's website, everybody. Huh. This is okay. money that we've spent. I never really thought of that as something you would need to learn how to do. Maybe just because I grew up in cold places, but... Yeah. Is it kind of like, you know, those houses on stilts in the water, like Southeast Asia, people just grow up swimming, like no one has to learn how to swim because you, yeah, maybe. you're just like born in the water, just we're born on the ice. ice. Like people who don't know what ice is, yeah, they come, they take one big step outside and, <laughs> and oh, you know, dummy you, themselves. you know what you didn't do? Watch AHS's video that teaches you how to walk. And I know that like, especially for, for older people. Like, yeah. the ice is treacherous and totally. falls can be super dangerous. I yeah. get it. I'm not downplaying that. No, no, no. But I was finding you just, like, keep your weight above your feet. Yeah. If your feet get too far out in front of you and your weight's back, that's when you're going to... Yeah, like, stay low so if you can. It. You know, start but, crouching down. You see a whole bunch of people that look <laughs> look like the Grinch with the with the sack on top of them. Just... Like just a squat walk. Little, squat just a little squat. Walk. Yeah, just... What is that person? Oh, just staying safe on the ice. It's fine. V and S in 20 minutes or less. Friend of the show, Tyler, sent me this post. It was a dude who made his own calendar to give out, which... I know it's not a new concept. No. Um, several people do that. Our f- friend of ours who works up at our sister station in Edmonton did that with a bunch of really sexy poses of him in the tiniest jean cutoffs. It's amazing. Um, I've been meaning to do that with my crap box calendar, and I just haven't done it yet. 
Like just the crappiest cars? It was me like, yeah, just jokingly making the sexy like poses on really, really bad cars instead of the really hot uh, ones, you know? So yeah. first you have to find 12 just pieces. Well, because I then... started it with my own crap box when I had it, right? Yeah. And then I gave it away. So now I want to find like 12 of <laughs> the worst cars ever and do it anyway. That'd be fun. Yeah. That'd be fun. Anyway, so that's the guy that's this guy with all these photos of himself and these super white girl phrases to go along with them. Oh yeah. So I'll just read you through some of my favorites. Some of them you'll have heard, some of them you won't. Okay. It's not the number of breaths we take, but the the moments that take our breath away. Oh yeah, that's, that's a great one. Great white girl saying Yes. Uh a house with no fireplace is a house without a hearth. <sighs> That's that's almost that's like a dad. That oh, is that's, that's a more dad, a dad joke, joke more so than a white girl saying. Here's one of my favorites from the calendar. Some days there won't be a song in your heart. Sing anyway. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, that's that's that white girl. Stinks. Nah, that's good. That yeah. is rotten. Wow. In the cookie of life, friends are the chocolate chips. Dear God. Okay. All right. And finally, another one that we might approach dad joke territory. Yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery. And today is a gift. That's why we call it the present. Oh, God. You look defeated. This is just... <laughs> Like how how many wine advent calendars out of ten do these oh, ones get? Oh man! How many unamused dogs in ugly Christmas sweaters are these ones gonna get? How many giant sweaters borrowed from your boyfriend out oh, of ten? Yeah, like nine for some of them, closer to ten. I'd say so. Yeah, yeah they're the all one about the song in your heart. That really one, sucks. Nine point seven five. The BNS and twenty minutes or less podcast. So I was watching the Argentina Croatia World Cup game yesterday, and of course I'm not. I'm not really into soccer. I've watched a lot of this World Cup, mm-hmm. which has been really cool. I think a lot of people have, a lot of Canadians, especially this year. Uh, one thing I noticed, though, about all the Croatian players is that all of their last names end the same way. Okay. Just have a listen to this little clip I got for you. They're all itch. They're all itches. Yeah. It's a... I see itch. It's a whole bunch of footballers with itches is what it is. And I had no idea. I was like, holy crap, that is a lot. That is a lot of last names with the same ending. Yep. And so I looked into it because I was like, what does that mean? And you can probably guess, but it means the little or the successor of. So Kovacic, for example, Kovac means blacksmith. So Kovacic means the son of a blacksmith or the little or successor little of blacksmith. a blacksmith. Huh. Which is what that itch means. So okay. very similar to uh, like Alvarez because when it comes to Argentina, a lot of the Argentinian players, their last names end with EZ, which is fairly common, right? Fernandez, Alvarez, or whatever. And EZ means the son of as well. Didn't know that. So I was just like, ah, oh, this all makes sense. And we've talked before about Scandinavian last names yep. and how Daniel son literally means like son of Daniel, essentially. Yes. Well, Jefferson. Jefferson. Your last name. Jeffers, Je- son Jeffers. of Jeffers. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I've realized that basically all last names mean kind of the same thing. The son of, essentially. And then Iceland has daughter. Right. D-O-T-T-I-R. Finally. Daughter. Finally, <laughs> the ladies get acknowledged in these last names. Or like uh, Armenian last names end in either I-A-N or Y-A-N. Mm-hmm. And that is the same thing. It's like the son of. Yeah. Um, or Opolis in Greece. Same thing. Yeah. Son of. I've, I've oh. decided that for equality's sake, I'm going to change my last name from Jefferson to Jeffers' daughter. Jeffers' daughter? Jeffers' daughter. Okay. Shot of Jeffers' daughter. Yep. 
Sounds good. It does sound good. Thank I like you. it. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I went for a massage yesterday. Oh, it was yeah. Wonderful. It was wonderful. Yeah, I haven't been in a long time. What's wrong with me? I need to get on that. That's the thing. Every time I go for a massage, I leave there thinking, I should do this more often. Yeah. But, I mean, we're limited by what our benefits cover, right? And then once you run out of coverage, it starts to get expensive. If I were wealthy, though, I would get a massage once a week, maybe. Once a week, 52 massages in a year. Why not? And really, I mean, that seems like a somewhat attainable goal, doesn't it? Like That wouldn't require I mean, excessive wealth. Once a week, no, but it, that's quite expensive. It is quite expensive. It's 400 but I mean, and some dollars a month, probably, if you're going for a... Yeah, so you're, you, you know, you run out your benefits, and then you maybe look for deals, look for Groupons, that sort of thing. I don't know. <laughs> would you go for a, a Groupon massage? Oh I'm hell not sure. yeah! A two for one massage. Groupon a, massage, definitely. That sexy place I saw down south where the <laughs> sign was two girls that were naked on it for some strange reason. Go there. Yeah, maybe not a place like that. They had a good deal going on. <laughs> Reputable joints. Oh, okay. Reputable joints. Mm-hmm. But you're right. Yeah, like if you, I it's mean, if fair, you made it, it feels good. Not, <laughs> Okay, anyway, sorry. If you made it a priority, right? If you let's say, let's say you make a little more money and you make it a priority, you move some money around, you're like, all right, well, this is important to me, so I'm going to put money here instead of here. Yeah. You could make that a reality. You could do once a week massages, I think. Yeah. Without being insanely insanely wealthy. Yeah. It's kind of like, it reminds me of a friend and I were at a farmer's market recently and we were standing by the the cooler with all the really nice cheeses in it. Oh, yeah. And I was like, man, I would like nice cheese money where you just like... Every time you go to the store, you get a nice a nice type of cheese, you know, mm-hmm. to the point where your fridge is stocked with good cheese, money. all different kinds of cheeses. Yeah. And my friend's like, that's a pretty attainable goal. It is. You know, a couple hundred bucks, you could probably get a pretty good stock of cheese going in your fridge. Yeah, then you have to, I mean, you have to eat it. You got to keep up on it, you right? You got to stay up on it, and some yeah. cheeses more quickly than others. Like, this hurts my... This hurts my bum even thinking about because I'm lactose intolerant. <laughs> but I mean, yes, for those who enjoy cheeses and it doesn't hurt you. You don't have to tee off on the cheese, but just to have yeah. a nice selection of cheeses or, you know, to, to treat like yourself to I'd like a seafood counter, please. My own seafood counter. Okay. That's a little more expensive, though. A little more expensive than the yeah. cheeses. Mm-hmm. But you like, could go with the cheaper of the seafood, like the mid-range stuff and have fairly good stock. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know when I walk by the cheese thing and I'm like, ah, oh, I don't have cheese money. Oh. But really, I mean, it's not that crazy expensive. How much would it cost me to have my own live lobster tank? Hmm. And it's like continually getting refreshed? Yeah. That would that would be up there. That no. would be up there. I don't have live lobster money. And then you, <laughs> and then you got live lobsters in your kitchen, which it's, is it's also a bit strange. A bit People strange. People have, you have your own little fish tanks. What's the difference? I got lobster tanks. Typically, you're not reaching in there to eat those fish. No, it's true. Also, the problem is, I would definitely befriend the lobsters. That is an issue. <laughs> and then you wouldn't be able to eat then them. I wouldn't and be then able, then be... I'd have lobster pets. <laughs> and then. <laughs> I honestly would. B and S in 20 minutes or less. I have another Fortune 500 business. Lay it on us. Okay, this one I don't know if we've discussed already. Jimbo's Archery. No, doesn't sound familiar. Okay, so it's Jim the name dash bows, like an archery bow, archery. B-O-W. Yes, Jim Bows Archery. Very clever. Works on multiple levels. Yeah, I like that. Big fan of that one. Good pun. And this one, this isn't local, but I just had to, this is an honorary mention. Um, There's a Lebanese food truck that's called Lebanezer Scrooge. And I was just like, this person deserves a raise. That is just phenomenal. It's a food truck. It offers Lebanese food. Lebanese or screwed. That's pretty good. Anything to do with Christmas at all? Or just 
No. Just to just to seize the opportunity just for a good pun the, there. Yeah, like the, the truck itself is very Christmassy looking. Okay. Uh, and I mean, they, they play that up with the name of Lebanese or Scrooge, yep. but that's that's it, really. Okay. I mean, I it's all year round, but... I can respect that. Okay, two more to add, please. V and S in 20 minutes or less. Which job, Shauna, do you think attracts the weirdest people? Hmm. I think that your answer might depend heavily on how you define weird. Yeah. That's a very broad term. It is. Um, but are there any that spring to mind immediately? Well, like people who like morticians, mm. that kind of thing. Uh, Working and, with death. And I just mean like you have to be a little bit weird. It's just it's really though just kind of gallows humor, right? Because you're it's just a weird profession to have. Period. Yeah. So I don't know yeah. if that would per se, you know, say you're particularly weird. Um, the other one I thought of is art teachers. <laughs> They're their own kind of person, aren't they? They really are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unique in a very interesting way. Yeah. Yeah. In a great way, uh, again, but a little bit weird. Lovely art teachers. Yes. But yet they were definitely marching to the beat of their own drum. Every single sure. art teacher I've ever encountered, whether in school or outside of school, is just, yeah, a little bit weird. <laughs> again, Good great answer. Way. I didn't yeah. think of art teachers. Mm. I was thinking, like, there are some jobs that require you to be quite reclusive. Yeah. So, you know, like, if you're... I don't know, someone who works atop one of those fire lookouts and you're just like you're off in the mountains by yourself yeah. and you don't see anyone. It's true. And maybe you don't want to see anyone and that doesn't necessarily make you weird. No. But it could make you weird though. It could. It mm-hmm. could. If you're just if you're the type of person who just wants to be off on your own, not really deal with anyone else. Yeah. I mean I've got a few engineering friends who are a bit weird. Bit on the strange side. And it's more just the a bit of social awkwardness that goes on with them that makes them a yeah. little bit weird. You just kinda talk and God love again, good Man. friends of mine, but a, a little bit weird. Some people in this industry are weird as I hell. I was about to say I weird think my top choice would be radio. Yeah. I think radio people are weird. There are some there are some definite weirdos in this. Yeah, and we you kinda all have to be a little bit weird to do this job, I think. A little bit perhaps because yeah, but there are some who go the extreme and are very <laughs> weird. Um and others they can level it out a bit, but <laughs> we get a lot of like former theater kids and stuff. Yes. And they're again, they're their own their own type of person. Theater kids, weird, yeah. The other one I thought of, um I I've never really worked in the industry myself, but I've worked adjacent to the bar and nightclub industry. Yep. Just through, you know, events that we've hosted and stuff and I've, you know, hosted at nightclubs in the past and that. And it's the strangest thing because I've never like really been able to connect with a lot of the people that work in that business. Mm-hmm. They keep their own hours. Yep. You know, they kind of have their own thing going on. Mm-hmm. And it's it's strange because a lot of them are like very beautiful people, right? Yep. Just working in that business, but just never like really been and I can talk to anybody. Yep. Like it's part of this job. I will find common ground with almost everybody. Me too. And yep. in any of those situations like I never even really made a friend because I couldn't I couldn't like talk to anybody for it was the strangest thing. Yeah, and they're just, so, that doesn't mean weird. It means like they're you're probably super weird to them. It's just that you for yeah, sure the connection is just very disconnected. There was something like uncanny. There was like yeah, yeah there was a disconnection there where mm-hmm. it's just like I don't I just cannot get through here. Yeah, yeah, and that could be frustrating if you're someone like hairdressers. Myself, who, another one I know a lot of weird hairdressers. Little on the wild side. Little wild. Right? Yeah. Little on the wild little side. Little wacky. So. <laughs> It'll be wacky to do wacky hair. V and S in 20 minutes or less. Is there a more pressure-filled moment in sport than being selected for a penalty kick in soccer? Oh, man. Like, I mean, you know, free throws in basketball are stressful, too, obviously. It's the same thing. You're you're there, and then you just, yeah. you know, are... But there's so many points in basketball, right? So it's different. It's not like it's the if difference you... maker of a game. Whereas in soccer, 
if you miss that shot, that could have been the difference between you winning and losing the match. Yeah. And a lot of the time it is. And you just have the weight of a country on you in the World Cup, right? Yeah. So like Messi, I'm assuming you're talking about the World Cup. Yes, yes. I was watching the game yesterday, and Messi, uh, to, to lead off the game, I mean, now luckily they, they won 3 nothing, but he started off with a penalty kick, and he got it in. And I was watching him, and just the moment before he made that, I was just like, I right now am getting goosebumps thinking about him standing there before he kicked that ball. Yep. Like, yep, I agree. Even like, um, was it the Croatia-Brazil game that went to penalty kicks? And I was watching that and I was just thinking, man, the, the pressure. Oh my The pressure God. of that to have like your whole country's hopes yep. on your shoulders with one kick. That is oh. nuts. I'm, I don't think there's anything else in sports that would compare to that. Because you're right. there is. A free throw, if you miss it, it's not the end of the world. There'll nope. be a chance to hit another shot. Um, yeah. There's nothing like that in hockey because... The biggest games don't go come down to like a shootout, or it's, it's so rare to see a penalty shot like in overtime in a playoff game. So yeah, like maybe a like hail that. mary at the very end as the buzzer's yeah. going, but even still, even like, that like the odds of it are are, are so low. Yeah, of it being completed. Same with like a batter in a really intense situation. You know, like yep. in a in a baseball playoff game, the the odds are still in the pitcher's favor. Yes. So if if the batter, you know, gets out, no one's going to be that devastated, right? Penalty kicks are insane to me because really, like, if you are the goaltender, your options are going one yeah. way or the other and you basically, there's no way of really telling. They have to th- just throw your body one way or the other yeah. and hope that that's the way that the ball is kicked, right? Like, the whole thing is just... It's so oh. it's so intense. It's no. so intense. It might be the most intense. And I say this as a guy who's hit some pretty high-stakes beer pong shots. Yeah, me too, actually. Uh, <laughs> Trick shots, too. Yeah. This is uh No, nothing compares. the pinnacle. Especially because, yeah, as you said, how intense countries are about their yeah. soccer or their football teams as well. Like, you just... Oh, yeah, still getting goosebumps. Yeah, just you thinking get poopy about pants that. just Ooh. watching it, hey? The BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. A Calgary Heritage Moment. Caroline Fulham was a Calgarian who became known as one of the city's most notorious troublemakers. A shit disturber, if you will. Caroline was born in Ireland, but she moved to Calgary in 1889 with her husband, John, who was a rancher. She lived just outside the city, but when she came into town, was frequently arrested by police for being drunk and disorderly. She was the only known woman to drink at the Alberta Hotel. It was an all-male clientele and old Carol. She'd often have a few too many beverages and was known to cause fights and mischief throughout Calgary. Caroline was also a pig farmer, or at least raised her own set of pigs. She lived at 612 6th Avenue Southwest, across from where the Calgary Courthouse sits today and she had a pig pen right in her own backyard. She was also known to take garbage from local hotels and restaurants to feed to her pigs as slop. She did this so often it earned her the nickname the Queen of Garbage Row. The complaints of her pen actually led City Council to introduce Alberta's first set of building restrictions as complaints of the stink and mess forced Council to act. During one of Carolyn's excursions for slop, she was actually punched by the staff of the Alberta Hotel. This led to a trial that became so famous it was relocated located to the town hall so everyone could watch. In another stir-the-pot venture, Caroline sued the Canadian Pacific Railway for killing one of her cows. The company dismissed the suit, claiming there were no trespassing signs along the route. Caroline, known to have a quick 
Wit responded with, You fools, what made you think my cows could read? And perhaps her most famous claim to fame, the time a doctor stopped her, noticing she was favoring one of her legs. When she rolled down her stocking, the doctor apparently quipped, I'll bet a dollar there's not another leg in Calgary as dirty as that. Well, she rolled down the other stocking, exposing an even dirtier leg, and took the man's dollar. Caroline became famous around Calgary for her constant shenanigans, whether it be causing mischief under the influence of booze or creating headlines in the news. Although she may have caused some strife, she did in a roundabout way fight for women's rights, and many give her credit for constantly challenging what was acceptable for women at the time. This has been a Calgary Heritage Moment. You've been listening to the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Paired homes that keep your neighbor's noise on their side. Want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have BNS in 20 Minutes or Less downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.